one, two, one, two, three, four. Baby, sleeping time to put her down now. I'll be standing round until the sun down. I stay woke. I stay woke. I stay woke. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Two Words with Taku. You have just been listening to a snippet of a song called Master Teacher and it is by the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous Erica Badu. And the reason why I put that song in there is because I wanted to summarize everything that I learned at this youth marketing conference last week. And the two words that really stuck out were stay woke. And when I um, posted about it on social media, uh, one of my friends was like, wait a minute, in what context was this word or this phrase used? Because right now there's a big discussion around who can own that phrase, stay woke, who who can say that? And it's a phrase that's come out of the African-American experience of just the political system over there, Black Lives Matter. And essentially staying woke is about staying aware of what's happening around you, especially when it's things around social injustice and things like that. And so there is a big wave around people who aren't African-American or black or who haven't lived those experiences starting to use woke as just a term. So for me, when I was at this conference, I did find it quite interesting that woke came up a lot in the presentations. And for me personally, in the context of what we were learning about, so we're learning about millennials, youth marketing, just everything that's happening with social media, branding, culture, trends, things that people are interested in. For me, I felt like, okay, yeah, it's relevant. It makes sense that, yeah, we need to stay aware to what's happening, what people are speaking about, how they're speaking, what are the movements, what are people interested in? And it's only today that I've kind of started thinking, oh yeah, so stay woke. Why were those people using it? And how do I feel about it? And I'm not sure to be honest, but that's not what this episode is about. However, sorry, I'm sidetracked a little bit, but listen, hear me out. Um, in researching, oh yeah, what does stay woke actually mean? I found this song by Erica Badu, who I love to smithereens. If you have listened to this episode before, you'd have heard me talk about her. But she first used the, the expression stay woke in her song um, Master Teacher from 2008, when she did that amazing album, New America Part One, Fourth World War. And so I was listening to it and I thought, oh, that would be such a nice intro to this episode versus using Childish Gambino's recent song, Redbone, which is this one. To be honest, they're both fabulous songs, but you know, whenever I hear the, the word or the expression stay woke or woke, I think of blackness, I think of black culture and all of that stuff. And it's just interesting that being at this conference about marketing to young people, millennials in Australia, that was kind of the expression that I left with. But anyways, uh, make of that what you will. For me, I knew for myself that yes, I personally need to stay woke to the world that I'm marketing in, the world that I'm creating in, and the things that I'm interested in especially as a person like me in Australia but 
that aside, let me just give you a short, sweet rundown of what I learned at this youth marketing experience. Um, so essentially I had gone because I'm currently producing a kids TV show and I just wanted to learn about how are young people speaking today? What are they interested in? And also because marketing isn't really my background, I thought, oh, if I go and just learn from all these different people, then, you know, that's stuff that I can use in my work and potentially share with other people. Now to let you know, they had, oh my gosh, heaps of people from different organizations. And so what I'm going to do is just give you two words that I learned about branding in general from the presenters and people that I met at the event. So I won't really go into the content of it because there was just so much to take in that I'm still sort of processing a lot of what we did. Some of it was hands-on, some of it was just a lot of video and stats and things like that. But for me, coming back from it, I went to learn about marketing and this was a whole room full of you know, hundreds of marketers and people who are at the top of their game. And I just looked back and I went, oh, so what did I actually learn from those people about the brands that they represent or about the products that they, they're putting out there or the services? So this is just going to be me going through 10 quick lessons that I learned about branding from watching the presenters and speakers at Youth Marketing Australia. All right, so the first one that I talked about is stay woke. And this presentation, um, that's not what it was called, but that was one of the slides that really stood out to me. It said, stay woke, bitches. And it was run by the guy who's like the insights or the head of insights at Junkie Media. His name is Stig Richards. And it was just him sharing some of the research that they've done over the last year or however long it was. And he just smashed facts at us. It was incredible. It was just, you had to stay on the edge of, this, of your seat to keep up with it. But he was really funny. He was really personable. He was really honest. Um, and then his slides, I, I found them very visually engaging. So I really got a sense of, oh, okay. So they really, you know, they, they've packaged this information well. And that's his job. His job is to watch what's happening. It's like, that is his thing. So when he was standing up there and showing us chart after chart and explaining it and arrows, and then this is what is happening in the world. And this is what happens in Australia. I really felt like, okay, this guy is on top of what he's, you know, researching for his particular company or for whatever services they provide. And so for me personally, listening to stay woke or when that slide came up and then I shared it on Instagram, what I got from it was, you know, take the political meaning of it out of it. I think it was just more a sense of be aware of what is happening around you. You know, if you want to be creating or if you want to be talking to people, be aware of what is happening around you. And also be aware of who you are to be able to share that or to tell it or to, to express that. So that is the one thing I learned from Junkie Media. Stay woke. The second brand that was there was Contiki. So this was a presentation that was later, I think it was on this, yeah, later on in the first day. But the two words from them that I think really stuck with me was go deep. If you're going to create something, make sure that it goes deep. And this only hit me yesterday because what happened was the, the head of marketing for Contiki was there. So her name's Vanessa Stavros. So she's there. She gives us a talk about, you know, how Contiki does their thing. And she talks about a project called the Travel Project, where they basically 
put a call out all over the world to to people to write about their travel experiences and then they put it on a Kentucky blog and blah 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 but here's the thing I went on a Kentucky tour five years ago when I turned 30 it was a life-changing experience that I always talk about to my friends or to young people that I mark not market to young people that I work with or mentor but I did not realize how much I loved Kentucky until she was speaking. And then she talked about how they've got this writing project. And obviously this podcast is about writing and my love of writing. So all of a sudden, an experience that I had five years ago, traveling around Europe with 55 people that I did not know, an opportunity to, to write about travel and, you know, taking risks, um, you know, and, and going exploring in new places. And then this lady talking about how that's what they're trying to use to connect with new audiences or current people who love their service and their product. And they also want to sort of embrace the community aspect of their brand. I was stumped by how deeply that was already sitting, that loyalty and that um, that appreciation for Kentucky was. Even though now I'm 35, I'm pretty fortunate that I can travel if and when I want and how, and you know, I don't go on Kentucky tours anymore, um, or I haven't had to. But I was just really surprised by how much I got excited about it. So excited people. I went home and I wrote an article for that blog. So for that site, and it was an article about how I chose to go to Europe instead of paying for my school fees, my sister's school fees in Africa. And that's a story that I shared uh, during the question time at that youth event or the marketing event. And everybody was like, whoa, that's so cool. And everyone cheered. But something happened for me in that experience of recognizing a product or a service that I'd used, recognizing how much it had impacted me, and then getting excited about it again many years after I'd used it, and then wanting to tell every single person I know about it. And I was like, wow, that is powerful. Being able to create something that does go deep and then it just sits there. Um, that's a challenge, I guess, for all of us, but I really learned that from Kentucky. And at some point I will share that article because yeah, it's a pretty special story and it was a funny story as well. So yes, Kentucky, two words from Kentucky, go deep. All right. The next uh, lesson is prove it. So what I found was they had MTV come out. So representatives from MTV and they showed us, you know, about MTV being, you know, one of the biggest youth brands in the world, biggest media company, how they work, the campaigns they make, and they had the numbers to back it up. And also they had the street cred. Everybody knows MTV. I know what it is. I grew up on MTV, even in Zimbabwe. So I knew when she was standing up there telling me stuff about things that they've tried, campaigns that they've done, or ways of um, creating content that they use, I believed it. I didn't even need to go and watch those things specifically or hunt them down. I believed it because they've proven it over the however many years that they've been around, that they work, that they are this behemoth of um, media that they make specific for their audiences. So I really liked that. There was something about that legacy that's already been built that I could believe they know what they're talking about. Even though I might not necessarily um, watch those shows, uh, there was still something very, very credible about what they were doing. 
another presenter was uh, Susie Shaw from We Are Social. And what I really liked about her presentation was she came on stage. She was just really, um, what's the word? We'd had a lot of really dynamic and like funny kind of presenters and they were like, you know, using the stage. And then when she came on, she was really, uh, the only word I can think of is contained, but I'm not saying that she was boring. No, she just really had a grace to her and how she was presenting. And so I almost had to change my my mode to really, you know, okay, so this, this lady's got stuff to say, but man, she had some deep, deep insights. And she had some really useful information around social media use. And then what I really liked is that she gave us a link, which I will share in the post, to a report that um, her company and also Hootsuite have done around social media use around the world and things like that. And I just, I just looked through the report today. It's, I think, 150 odd pages of graphs. I think there's 5,000 charts, 5,000 charts or something or pieces of information that have been collated about social media, digital use, mobile use, everything around the world. And so I really liked that even whilst I was listening to her presentation, I really got the sense that she knew what she was talking about. She was able to prove her research and back it up. And then I was able to follow through the links she provided and see all this information as well. So I really like that. I learned from MTV and We Are Social that you've got to prove that you've got the research or the credibility or the knowledge to be able to say what you're saying. And in terms of having your own brand, I mean, you can scale that up and down however you want to, but essentially... You've got to prove that you're the person to trust or to believe about that information or that service or that product. And yes, that really stood out to me. Lesson number four, teach in real life. So I've used the abbreviation IRL. Um, this definitely goes to step change. So step change, are, uh, I think they're a digital media company Actually, I don't have their little blurb in front of me. All I remember is there were three people and they had this uh, activity session called Stump the Strategist that they used for now the smaller group on day two. So all of us who'd attended the conference, there was a smaller group of maybe, I don't know, 30 or 40 people who were then going through this hands-on workshop. And in their session, they essentially asked everybody in the room to come up with a question or a challenge around marketing that they wanted resolved. And what you had to do was throw that to these three strategists, these three marketing gurus, and they had nine minutes to work out an answer for your question. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. So there was a lady from Jack Daniels who was there, who was asking about how they can, you know, market to younger audiences. And then another lady from Seek who wanted to do the same thing. They had really specific questions, but these people from Step Change were amazing. They just worked straight through unpacking the question, unpacking ways that these two brands could work. And as you're listening to people go through that process for their own company or their own brands, you, you're able to do that for yourself. And then during the course of the rest of that session, they also worked through some different tips and tricks for us to be able to do that for our own problems. And it was really 
amazing. What I liked the most about this session is that they paired you up with someone you were sitting next to, which was A, a great way for people to connect, but B, also just a really refreshing way for somebody else to give you perspective on your problem and vice versa. I could not believe, and this is where I go, you know, sometimes serendipity, God, universe, you people, I don't know what is going on. So my problem was around, you know, my TV show and just some ideas that I have. And the person that I ended up sitting next to is the senior marketing manager of Disney Channels Australia and New Zealand. And I was just like, huh? And essentially she just, just helped me so much. So with step changes guidance that give us, you know, a, a problem or a trick, and they would say, okay, turn to your partner and now do it on your own problem. And then this lovely lady from Disney would help me. And she, she threw out stuff that I just, I just could not have seen by myself. So I loved that these people from Step Change were able to teach and show me in real life how to actually solve my problems right there and then. I thought that was really, really powerful. And they were working and walking with us through that problem. And then it was great because at the end, they sort of said, you know, we're not gonna have enough time to sit here while everybody finishes their problem or solves it. But they gave us tools and workbooks that we can go off to then help um, ourselves or to work through our own things. But also now, who do you think I'm gonna phone if I'm stumped or if I have a question? I'm gonna phone them. They've already taught me, they've already shown me in real life how to do it. So I, I really have learned and I value that lesson to teach in real life. Lesson number five. Okay, this one, surprise us. And this one hands down goes to Zumbo Patisserie. Uh, is that how I said? Patisserie? Patisserie? Um, okay. I have the sweetest tooth known to man. If it's custard, cakey, sugary, I want it. I love sweet things. So on the second day, afternoon tea, the organizers of the event say, okay, we've got something, you know, pretty special for you for afternoon tea. We've got some cake. So when you head out for afternoon tea, you'll see some cake. Now, mind you, they had fed us so well for the last two days. I was even like, I can't believe I was complaining this, that there was so much food at this conference. I don't know what to do with myself. So when they said there's cake, I was like, oh, yeah. All right. So we go outside and there's this table that had been set at Acme, which is this big um, sort of film and media museum place. And they have an Alice in Wonderland ex exhibition. So there's this table, right? And on this table is just rows upon rows of these fantastic, magnificent looking cakes. I'm going to put photos in my post. And I was, I was just like, what is this? If my eyes could have popped out of my head, they would have. And each little cake had a little square that has, had a Z on it. And I was like, what is this? Who is this? Who did this? Who did this? Because the cakes were towers of chocolate, massive macaron, macaroons, macarons. Ah, I'm getting the president mixed up in there. Um, they had these, I mean, I can't even describe them. They were beautiful. They were visually beautiful and they tasted amazing. We, it, it was just so good. And I loved the surprise element of it because now... 
some of them were so big we couldn't eat them by ourselves so we ended up having to cut the cakes you know some people were using their lanyards to to cut the cakes and we were sharing so there was just this buzz of excitement around all the the conference participants like whoa have you seen these cakes oh my gosh try this one try you know we were surprised i was not expecting that and as soon as i took a picture of that cake put it on instagram tagged the guy again it was like I, I've just never seen anything like this. I want to share it with the world. I was surprised. So that's pretty magical. And congrats to you, Zumbo. Yep, you got me good. You definitely got me good. The next um, point or the next lesson was embrace small. Uh, there was a guy called Gordon DeMello, and he's from a uh, company called 5Y. And... The thing I liked the most about Gordon's presentation was he was just talking about how he started his company. It's an Australian one. I think he's based in Sydney. And the one thing that he kept saying so proudly was that we're still growing. You know, you can see some of the big brands that I'm presenting with here, the MTVs, the junkies, the pedestrian TVs, the vices. Um, I'm still growing, but oh, we're so excited about this and about that and this and that. And, I just really appreciated the fact that he acknowledged that he's still growing and he's excited about that. And that also he took this opportunity to be on the stage with some massive, you know, media players and things like that. It was, it was really, I, I really appreciated that. And so I think for anyone who's got something that's small, they're still starting out, it doesn't matter. I think people can still respond to you, your idea, your concept, if it genuinely is something that seems real and good and and wholesome and i really just like chatting to gordon after the the event as well he was just really friendly and he had a really interesting story as well so i i learned that from that guy that yeah embrace small small is absolutely great uh, magic can come out of small things he also shared some fun videos that they'd made um around cures for hangovers it was interesting and i and i found him very interesting so yeah, small is beautiful, less is more. Lesson number seven, do you boo-boo? Hish, I'm always saying this. I am always, always, always saying this. But I loved, I loved the presentation by Chris Wirasina, I hope I say that properly, from Pedestrian TV. I loved that he was presenting about young Aussies and the future of brands. This was such an Aussie, I just got the Aussiness of his presentation that he was talking about Australian people, Australian young people, millennials, facts around Australia and what was relevant to us. I loved his presentation about the kinds of topics and things that Australian young people are interested in. I, again, I'll post a couple of pictures from that talk, but pedestrian is actually growing. It's becoming its own thing. It's like, it's quite well known. And, and I really just appreciated it's Australianness, and I think that was quite refreshing to see then faces that I could recognize and even some artists that I you know follow in that sort of mashup or that summary of what they're wanting to do or where they're feeling or sensing that Australian young people are, are going or interested in. So yes, do you boo-boo. Focus on what you know, focus on what you're good at, focus on what you are excited about, and the magic can grow from there. Lesson number eight, be human. And this one I learned from two participants actually. The first one was Nicola, 
who flew in from New Zealand and she's from a little place called Lake Wanaka and she essentially is about promoting tourism around this area in New Zealand um, it's apparently very beautiful but wow this this lady loves this place she says she grew up there she she knows it well she's traveled and lived overseas but always come back to Lake Wanaka um, I loved how she just spoke about this place without trying to sell it to me. She wasn't trying to book me into a hotel or anything. She was just talking to me like a person and saying, seriously, I love this place. And you know, when you drive up, like for everyone who drives into the town, there's a point where you reach the road and then you look down and there's the lake and it's just so magical. And she, I, I was literally in that car with her as she described somewhere that she'd grown up, somewhere that she lives, somewhere that she loves. And straight away I was like crap how do I get to this place I want to go and my partner and I have been talking about going to New Zealand and I also I've been sort of looking at oh you know maybe I should go on a writing retreat so as she's talking about the serenity and the beauty of this place I'm now going oh well how does that tie into what I might need and so we start having a conversation about you know how could I help her because you know I'm connected to writers and artists and things like that and it was just a really nice normal human conversation so I think that's also really important that if you've got something that you're excited about just talk about it like a person don't be all salesy because sometimes that freaks people out and that's something that I'm also learning but yes I definitely learned that from her another thing was there was a lady called Caitlin from the Arts Center of Melbourne and during one of the lunch breakers uh, lunch breaks the organizers had said walk around at lunchtime and tell a funny story or find a funny story and then whoever has the funniest story come back into the room and then we'll share them anyhow caitlin won her like the competition with a story about this chocolate bunny and look that is a story for her to share in her own time but it was really funny but what I loved about listening to Caitlin talk about the story that was personal to her and then knowing that she represents an arts organization or an arts center and event and also later on we were all talking and brainstorming about what we're looking to do. I love that her chocolate bunny story made her human. Of course she's human, of course she's lovely, she was a great person, she, she really was lovely um, face and very smiley and friendly and in fact Everyone at that conference was. I honestly didn't get bad vibes for it from everyone. But there was something about her just being a normal person, talking about sitting on public transport with this chocolate bunny that made me feel like, oh, wow, I could really talk to her. Or I could really just, you know, hang out with her or ask her for help or maybe work with her, collaborate with her. There was something about her humanity or her humanlessness and just being really honest and vulnerable about this experience and things like that um, in her story that made me that made me relate to her. And to be honest, in fact, all of the presenters did that. I won't even lie. They're obviously at the top of their game. They know what they're doing. But I overall got a sense of just these are just people. They're just normal people. Yes, they work in, you know, top, top jobs doing marketing for big brands or, you know, doing some really incredible work at scale as well, like at serious scale. But they're just normal people, you know, um, the vice lady, uh, what was her name? Uh, I think it's Alice. Uh, Alice. 
Alice, yes, Alice Kimberly from Vice. She had um, missed a flight or something, or her flight had been delayed, and you know, there was just this whole rigmarole around getting her on stage to give her presentation. And when she got on stage, she was just herself. She was like, you know, I was late and this and that, or whatever, okay? And she was, she just was really real. Uh, and I think that also is very powerful. But anyways, I think you get the point. Be human, just be normal. Just be a person who's approachable and also, yeah, that's what we want. Um, oh, nice segue into lesson number nine from Alison Kimberly from Vice. Be specific. Uh, Vice, if you don't know what Vice is, it's just, it's Vice. Please Google it. In fact, I will even do you a favor and put a link in. Vice is Vice. It is delicious. It is, um, it is its own thing. It is its own thing. And in fact, I listened to an episode of the podcast with Guy Raz, How I Built This. And I think, I think there's an episode with the founders of Vice on that one. I'll also try and find it and link, link you in. But it is so interesting how this um this company this media company started as a magazine in canada and now it is just a global behemoth second time i'm using that word but it is a global behemoth of its own anyhow the lady from vice called alice kimberly i think she's the head of marketing her presentation was called woke and wasted the state of australia's youth in 2018 and it was so specific to them. So she talked about things that they do, how they you know, wrote articles or created content last year, lessons learned from that, what they're doing this year. It was a very candid discussion. And I loved that she was so specific with examples about what worked for them. And I think that's really powerful I know, I mean, I'm even trying to apply it to myself is just knowing exactly what you need, knowing exactly what your person needs or what your audience need or what your listeners need, and then just sticking to that, watching it, um, learning from it, writing about it, um, honing it and enjoying it. And I, I mean, seriously, it was just such a good presentation and it was visually, oh my gosh, visually, it was just a delight it was a delight <sighs> okay and my last lesson learned uh, from the actual organizers of the event who are called growth tank uh, it was uh, David mainly that I saw dealt with or I, I can't remember the other guy's name oops I'll, I'll find it anyway growth tank Australia the lessons learned be legit so I've got a, a bestie and we read her, so she's in Perth. But one thing that we used to talk about and laugh about a lot is when we were trying to get some advice around digital marketing, blah, 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 would say, oh, check out this company. They're saying that they're gonna charge you X amount and then they're gonna you know, get you X amount of followers or this or that, but they've got like two followers on Instagram or they've got two likes on Facebook. So we always used to say, we would check out the social media of the company the marketing company before we engaged with them or wanted to talk to them or before we even trusted them and so when this event came up in the mumbrella newsletter i was like oh this is something i actually want to i'm curious about marketing to young people okay yeah let me click on this i 
click and I'm like, growth tank, I've never heard of them. Then I sort of sussed out their social media. I was like, oh yeah, um, okay, I don't, I don't know them, but okay. And then I saw the program, I was like, oh, this is who's coming? Oh, okay, I know all these people, yep, I'm interested, blah, blah, blah. So I, I didn't know much about the organizers, but the correspondence with them was, was really good. Booking into the conference was really easy. And I knew I was going for the content. But at the end of that conference, at the very end, the guy, David, says, you guys, there's just so much food here. I don't want to waste. Please take it. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to throw it away. Please take this food. So everybody had tote bags. We're grabbing yogurt and bananas and fruit because there was just so much food. And, you know, in that moment, I was really like, you know what? I like these guys. They're legit. This guy, yeah, I like his vibe. The conference was just wonderful it was exactly what it, it said it was going to be but it was um better in the sense that i learned things that i wasn't expecting to learn the food man if you've ever been to conferences where they give you crap food for me that's always a deal breaker but the food of this conference was great it was just you know right amounts in fact if not too much which is a nice complaint to have they had some really serious players around this whole space of marketing to young people and then they also ran some sessions themselves and just gave us pointers and tools and information. And, and I never felt like I was being sold to, which is also, you know, it's not a nice feeling. And these people could have sold stuff to us, but they didn't. They just, they were just, they just put on a really good event. And I learned a lot and I appreciated it enough to now be doing this where I'm saying, you know, I want to tell you, my listeners about it, even if it's not necessarily stuff that you need right now. It's things to think about in everything that we're doing, whether it's applying for a job, starting a business, starting a podcast, writing a book, whatever it is, these these 10 points and I'll go through them again. Stay woke, go deep, prove it, teach in real life, surprise us, embrace small, do you be human, be specific, and be legit. Man, that's that's some deep stuff. So yeah, I'm all out of feels now. I feel good that it's out of my brain and onto this audio <laughs> platform so that you can hear it and maybe some of these lessons will be useful to you as well. If you'd like to follow my writing adventures, I am at Taku Speaks on Instagram and Twitter. My website is taku.com.au. And on Facebook, I am Taku TV as well as on YouTube, Taku TV. Thanks for listening. And yeah, I hope these lessons help you. I certainly have learned a lot and I'll put all the links in there so you can go off and do your own homework and research as well. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to play out with Childish Gambino, Redbone. Bye.